Welcome back to another episode of the Rosetti and Stewart podcast. Uh, today, we are not in Point Park. We're not in the Benham Trees building. They decided to shut it down uh, for the Christmas break. But we are here at 631 here in Ambridge. And today we have a special guest. But first, before I introduce the guest, I do want to ask Justin, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's New Year's Eve. Starting off 2023 right, you know, with you, of course, of all people. So, uh, you know, excited to be back in the fold of things. Yeah, and here's our guest right here today. Diehard Mets fan and big NBA fan. He has a Lamelo jersey on right now. We're not doing video today. You can't see it. But it's Gabriel Roman. Hello. Hello. Yes, yes. The one applause from one person. Right, sitting right here. Ah, oh, two people. Oh, two, two people. people. Yeah. Applaud yourself. Let's get it. Oh, oh, three people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is actually the first NBA jersey I ever gotten myself. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was deciding. So Luca's my favorite player, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to get a Luca jersey because he's he's just really good. And then the Dallas Mavericks just have one of the worst kits as far as jerseys in the whole NBA. And so I was like, I can't rock that nasty blue and white it just doesn't look good so i got one though because they at the hornets have the best looking jersey kits they do the whole nba no they're definitely sold and i think even before they went with those even when they had kemba walker those uniforms that they had like even the purple ones were were pretty nice as well they were they were yeah they were they're definitely an upgrade over the charlotte bobcats uniform bring the bobcats back bring the bobcats just put them in a different state you know Pittsburgh, bro. Speaking yeah, up, put him Josh McRoberts. Yeah, I mean, Josh McRoberts, Brendan Haywood. Michael Kidd Grillquist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my, my opening rant. We're in Pittsburgh, the city of champions. Right, the, the Penguins had a, a good year, like a good decade as far as getting the Stanley Cups. Steelers have been rough this season, but they were pretty good throughout the whole decade. Pirates, we don't really talk about them. You know, they weren't. They haven't been doing too well. But even the Riverhounds were in the pl- uh, were in the finals not too long ago. Yeah. Forget Las Vegas. Forget Seattle. Forget Mexico City. The NBA needs to come to Pittsburgh, the city of champions. So we need an NBA team in Pittsburgh. I mean, you won't have. We need to be. That can be. Yo, a let's talk about it. Yeah. So I I want to add to that. PPG Paints Arena. This is all. This you can go to hot take. I don't care what you guys say. P- I, I watched a basketball game in PPG Paints Arena, and I, I will say that venue is easier to watch a basketball game than in Quicken Loans Arena, which is now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. That is one of the nicest places to watch a basketball game, whether it is, I know Duquesne doesn't play Pitt there anymore, but one of those games, I mean, I was there in 2018 and 2022. That is a good basketball venue. Harlem Grove Trotters go there every single year as well. And another thing, too, is people are like, oh, you know, fans, they're not going to go to the games. They're not going to go to the games. Here's the thing. They were saying that about hockey, too, in 1967 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Look at their attendance numbers back in the day. And then as soon as they get Mario Lemieux, they shoot up. All they need to do is just get one of those players, and all of a sudden, people will start showing up to the games as long as they start doing good. Not all teams are going to do bad forever unless you're the Sacramento Kings. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's why I'm with that. So I agree with... I think Pittsburgh should have a team, but I think the part of the issue, it's the economic thing. So, Pittsburgh, if you look at the population, we're pretty lucky to have three teams. It's not so big. It's not. It's, big. Not. it's, it's like 300. Off, r- r- you're no, you're good. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. roughly over, a little bit over 300,000 people in the city. Metro, like, outside of Pittsburgh, it's a whole different story. But just as far as in-city, you have that to contend with. Like, 
supporting three teams is difficult. Imagine supporting the Penguins, Pirates, and whoever NBA teams in Pittsburgh. That's kind of tough, and like just as far as traffic goes, it, that'd also be rough. The logistics, obviously, PPG is a basketball arena if need be. You know, we've had the tournament and the Globe Towers, like you said, but you know, personally, I'd love a team to be here, but like I'm thinking realistically, NBA. I think it's a little different, in my opinion, as far as trying to like build a fan base. Pittsburgh, they've had multiple basketball teams in the past that have not really panned out as far as attendance-wise goes. And I don't know. Like, obviously, if you get like one of those, you know, big-time studs in the draft, I think that would help. And of course, winning is like the the biggest cure to all, you know, fan bases. People will show up. I will give you that. But I don't know. I just don't generally know because expansion teams always. For the most part, unless you're the Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. start out pretty awful. I do want to add something about that, though. The Vegas, for Vegas, I was looking at attendance numbers. They're number one in the whole entire league for the NHL right now. Because they're so new, and they're good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say they're, they're, yeah. they're actually good this year. I mean, they have Jack Eichel. I mean, you know, one healthy of Max Pacioretty, of Gunnar Stevenson. I mean, their team's stacked this year. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to call them a – they could make a run at, at something this year, but – my point is, like, for the Vegas Raiders, too, I mean, fans are showing up to their games as well. Mm. I mean, I think that there might be a team in Vegas for basketball before Pittsburgh because, A, their, their population doubles Pittsburgh, and, B, they've already proven that even though Vegas was an expansion team and even though the Raiders just moved here, they're still going to be able to fill the stadium. I feel bad for Oakland. Yeah. yeah they've, you had they've the had Raiders this. get up on there. You had... The Warriors, the San, San Francisco. The, the A's are trying to move, leave too. The A's are leaving. Yeah. Like you had all these major teams, and now you got nothing but that old stadium. I mean, it's crusty A's out yeah. there. Not, not to go off talk, but that stadium's really bad. It's, I mean, it's, it's is it's, it the oldest one? It well, no, it's uh the uh, Red Sox or Cubs? No, the Cubs. Cubs, have Cubs yeah, it's like yeah, over hundred years old. It might be Fenway though. Is it? Is it's it? Fenway or it's either Fenway it's or Wrigley. Yeah. I want to say Chicago. I want to hit both of those before they tear it down. Oh, definitely. Right, so. But, like, as far as stadiums in, in all of sports, though that one in Oakland, the O.co, call scene, whatever they call that, that's the worst in all of sports. I've never been there. I don't know that, but, like, not, even they only a lot 50, so they allot 55,000 seats. No. Well, it's an 80,000-seat stadium. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, like, not even a star team is going to fill 55,000 seats, yet alone the Oakland A's. Who just traded away Sean Murphy? Shoot, even the A's were good. They still struggled that for as far as attendance, but they could still could barely crack thirty thousand for mm-hmm. a, a home game. Like that's, you know. So. Well, we're talking. We're sitting here talking about attendance in the Pirates. Well, that that See, there's a good reason for that though. Like when you yeah we listen, suck. That's well, the good okay, reason. yes, but like. The three playoff teams, people showed up every year. Attendance went up those three years. Yeah, so yeah. you can't. They sit sold by. out in how many straight games? I mean, seriously. And I Bob Nutting said, and before I let you go, yeah. pass it back to you, Bob Nutting said, if people show up, we're gonna we're gonna put a good team out on the field, and now it just wasn't <laughs> the case. But okay. yeah, go ahead. So you mentioned the, the Yan- we talk about like off off the the podcast, the Yankee series. Yeah, the, that those games they were sold out. Those were their two. High, and listen, I know it's the Yankees, but like. The fact remains, people will still show up. People showed up on opening day this year. Yeah. You know, so, like, it's... I know people don't like Bob Nutting, and for good reason. Listen, he's done really nothing to earn the goodwill consistently of the Pirates fans. And I will say this, out of every fan base in Pittsburgh, I think Pirates fans are the most rational 
and they're not. But you can't, you can't call. Because we haven't won in so long. Yes, and like I see people on Twitter, so, just some random clown dude in the media with some all oh, Pirates fans are so spoiled. What is it to be spoiled about? It, at the least cheap, with the uh, price of the cheap tickets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Penguins have won two cups uh, within the past decade. The Steelers. Well, they haven't won a Super Bowl in, like, 13 years. I mean, they've still been in the playoff line pretty much every year. So, like, Pirates fans, we've had nothing really outside of those three wildcard teams to be very happy about. So, that, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Not to, here's the thing. Since the since the Steelers won in the 70s, though, Pittsburgh Penguins hockey, as soon as they got Mario Lemieux, has been the best sport franchise in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. If you like five cups in since nineteen ninety, like, like, like you can't well, beat it. I mean, they they were pretty good. I mean, if you take out like two thousand one to about two thousand five, two thousand six, the Penguins have been pretty much a consistent fixture in the playoff race too. So they've made every year since six. So let's say let's say you know all the cards align, and Pittsburgh somehow gets an NBA franchise in its city. Do they stick with the classic black and gold colorway? And what is the name of the team? Name of the team. That's, you know. I say Pittsburgh Power, but that's a that's a football team. You know? Is that the women's, women's football team? It Isn't was it? the Arena Football I think team. It's, I think they're Pittsburgh Passion. They're the Passion. Okay. Now? Yeah, I think they're Passion. That's the, the, the woman. Female. The female yeah. team. The, 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 the Arena Football League was Pittsburgh Power. And they had Bill Stahl one year, former oh, Pitt quarterback. Gosh. Anyway. <laughs> I actually went to a couple games Pittsburgh Power games. I do want to say one thing about the Pirates before we move on to okay. this stuff. That 2015 team, if there's no wild card game. They have a chance to win the World Series. Oh, they were. They, if you stack them up, that them, team was them not against worse the, than Royals, the Royals. They 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 would wipe the board as far as offense, pitching, bullpen. They would wipe the board with the Royals. I don't care what anyone says. They just had to face All the best pitcher in baseball. All these games. I, I mean, listen, the Pirates. I mean, for, new playoff format. I think they won the World Series. Well, listen, the Mets should have had seven World Series. Back oh my so. gosh! <laughs> I mean, just I don't want to spend too much time on the Pirates, but like just like. <laughs> We, the, we the spend a ton of time on the Pirates. Oh, this, this, this is their luck. If you take 2014, face Madison Bumgarner, hardest pitcher on the planet at the time, ended up winning the World Series with the Giants that year. 2015, the Cubs break out of their their little rebuild. Jake Arrieta at the time was arguably the best pitcher in all of baseball. Um, ride that to the NLCS. So the Pirates, I mean, they, they were dealt a bad hand. All fairness. The Cubs all beat I the hear, Dodgers that year. They did. Yeah. All I hear are excuses. Listen. Just excuses. It, it's it's the Pirates' luck, man. It's it just, it just is. How it goes. It, the Pirates wasn't, wasn't meant to be. Team. Listen, I'm a Mets fan. I, I know what you're talking well, about. Oh, that is true. You do, you do know. It's, you are speaking from experience. The Mets made the World Series that year. And we lost. So. 2015. Well, yeah. listen, that, that's, that's a lot more recent than what we could say. At least you've made a World Series. Yeah. No, this century. year. This year. This yeah, year? No. You, ring. No. You, you have the roster, the guys you've made, the, the moves you've made with the. The, uh, not the Grom, but Verlander. Justin Verlander. Uh, you know, Jose Car- Quintana. Carlos Correa. If you hopefully. Get that, hopefully Carlos Correa. But, but listen, like you well, have Lindor, Starling Marte, Pete Alonso. Because we've got that owner with deep pockets. <laughs> you know, no, I, 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 wish deep pockets. I wish we had Steve Cohen. We, yeah. Maybe we'd be good right now. But you know, Listen, uh, you know, early, probably 2000s, all the Mets fans were like, the Yankees, they're buying the World Series. Now I'm like, it feels kind of good. Yeah, yeah listen. It feels kind of good. I wish we had someone like that, too, that was at least spent a little money. Hey, the Mets have been just as successful as the Yankees since 2009. Oh, well, like, Yankees. Uh, they made a World Series in 2015 and like yeah. made the playoffs last year. Uh, Joe Musgrove, though, may have shut them down a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, they at least are at least consistently going to in the playoff push, barring injuries. I mean, that's yeah. for, another former pirate that we just let go for really not much of uh, value, anything worth return. But that's a whole other issue. All right, this well, is basketball. Let's talk about basketball. Yeah, we we'll talk so. talking about. You, you want to go back to the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh team? Yeah, we would name it. Uh, 
Well, one, do they stay with the black and gold colorway? Yeah, yeah, you SMC. have to. Yeah, so? everyone, everyone else is doing, you have to stick with that. Uh, as far as na- team name, though, I, yeah, that's tough. If Indiana moved to Pittsburgh, I always thought Pittsburgh Pacers would be a cool name. Nah, Pittsburgh Pacers. I feel like it's got to be something that correlates with the history of the city. See, I've heard Pittsburgh Ironman before, but I, that sounds kind of corny to me, Ironman. Yeah. See, we're it's here, but you know, what's it called, though? Um, Steel Valley's team name is the Ironman. And I think the Steel Valley Ironman, I think that, that rolls off the tongue pretty much. Uh, nice. See, I'd say Pittsburgh Panthers, but that's college, bro. Mm-hmm. We already yeah. have that in college. But I don't know. What would you think? What do you think? Do you have any other names? Well, he said stuff in Pittsburgh. Uh, since we're in Ambridge, it's the Ambridge Bridgers. There's, there's a bunch of bridges. It's, I mean, the I Pittsburgh think, Bridgers. Yeah, that's that. That flows pretty well. The Pittsburgh had the most bridges out of any city in the world until about a couple years when some town in Russia like built Russia. another bridge or something. Well, yeah, we got like, more, more than Venice, more than anywhere which else. Which is literally on water. Yeah, which is on water. We have water. to build more bridges. That's the whole we solution. Do. Uh, the Pittsburgh uh, bridges kind of yeah. sounds pretty good. No, but I'm trying to think like with, with the city. Obviously, steel, uh, iron, like that kind of stuff. That kind of cor- bridges like correlates. But it's I just very, very blue collar. You, mm-hmm. you can yeah. also go back to the ABA though. You can just go Pittsburgh Pipers. Pipers, no, I don't like Half that. Hours. That's that just it. Just sounds weird. The Pipers, I don't know. Pittsburgh Union. Uh, yep, the Pittsburgh Union. The Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. um, the Pittsburgh. I, I can't think of one. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. Watch, we'll, we'll leave, and I'll I'll have something come up in my head. That's how it usually goes. Though. So it's all a dream. It's all a dream. Right. Hopefully one day. No, listen. The I, Pittsburgh Knights wouldn't be bad. Knight, Knights is out of everything we've mentioned. The Knights is definitely the best name. Mm-hmm. But like, and do like the know. black and Vegas gold. Yeah, I do think, think Seattle, Vegas, Vegas <laughs> maybe even Nashville, because Nashville's kind of a booming city nowadays. I think those teams are they have more of a legit shot to get a team now. I mean, Adam Silver was talking about Mexico City, about doing Mexico more, city, inter- okay. more international. I mean, you already have a couple of teams in a. We have one team in Canada. Yeah. But you know, they they just played a game down in Mexico City. Didn't yeah. They? yeah. A couple of, couple of days or a couple of weeks ago. They probably did. So. But like, like there 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 is a market for an NBA in Pittsburgh because it, it's been if you look on go, go online and say oh teams that should get a city Pittsburgh's always mentioned so there there definitely there's a market there it's just like I, I don't know if it's there's I think there's any problems with it I think it would be very problematic though but. Listen, if they were to pull it off, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be complaining. Hey, any relocation has its problems, you know? Ah, Every, fair enough. So, yeah. Could all be Oakland. All right, why don't we get into some some topics here. Do you have anything you want to start yeah, with? Yeah, so uh, I, let's talk about the Luka game first off. Well, I mean... You know is, which game I'm talking about. What was there to say? It was ridiculous. I mean, it's just another... You know, it's a cool 60 points. What do you have, like, 20 rebounds or yeah, something like that? 21. 21, 21. and 10. What do you have, like, 10 yeah. assists? Yeah. First ever in history. He's, he's, he's the top three player right now. I mean, you can't argue any more than top five. Hell, if you even argued the best player in the NBA, I wouldn't even disagree with you. Like, he's just that good. He's averaging 34, 9, and 9. Listen, he's he's in the MVP conversation, and this this year might be the year he actually wins it. But, like, side note, uh, you know, me and you have talked about this before. About the whole Trey Young, Luka Doncic trade. Oh, people wow. still on Twitter. Oh, it's an even trade. No, it's not. No, not anymore. First two years it was. Luka Doncic has a potential. He, he's looking like a generational player, generational Aiden. talent. Badly. I mean, even Luke the Phoenix Trey. Suns. And you got Luka sitting there. Listen, looking back at just even the back. Phoenix Suns. I'm not letting you off the hook either. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's a good player, but he's not even in the same stratosphere as Luka. No. And then Trey Young once again. He's a great player in his own right. He's an all-star player. I'm not going to disrespect him like that, but like Luka Doncic, bro, 
he's clearing away the best player from that draft. And, you know, he's 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 already shoot, if he retired now he'd probably be a Hall of Famer. And I know you didn't play. Right now, no, 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 no. I, I think he would. No, no, no. I, like he's that. played what five years? Who Luca? Yeah, I think he needs to win the MVP, but I think he'll win it this he's year. He's got no hardware. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, have I, I mean, just like I, I would still vote him in the Hall of Fame. But like, I that's, think that's my. Opinion. Here's the thing: I think if you give him three to four more years of what he's doing right now, then well, of course, even that, I think that's no brainer. But that's just me, though. But like, I do think. Listen, he's obviously going to win some more work, at least a championship. I do think he'll get an MVP. He already has the all M- uh, NBA, uh, you know, things locked up. Yeah. So I do want to add but. something with Luca, though. Like, I think teams should have learned from Kristaps Porzingis to average 18 points in the EuroLeague. Luka Doncic was just as good in the EuroLeague, and at the age of 16 years old, he was on a national team at the age of 16 years old. So, I mean, I think the team just need to learn that the EuroLeague is not a joke. I mean, you, you see players like Nikola Jokic going off. You've got players, Kristaps Porzingis, I know he's hurt constantly. His, his bones are made out of glass. But when he does play, he's one of the best power forward slash centers in the league. And then you also have Luka Doncic, who right now, I think he's clear-cut MVP. So Three of the best players in the league right now are all Euro guys. Uh, yeah. Jokic, mm-hmm. uh, Antetokounmpo. And then Luca, and even Emid is overseas, right? Yeah, he's, he's not American. Yeah. No. He's not he, American. He played he's for Nigerian, Kansas, technically, but he, he, yeah, he was from, uh, I believe, Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's a little other thing. That that's just like the I think so. the, yeah. st- the stigmatism <laughs> of like foreign players. Oh, they're all bust. Like that's no. You have to stay away from that. Honestly. International is here, and they're here to stay. They are. The, that uh, that Luca game. Oh, he's looking up. Yeah, Cameroonian. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't want to put some respect on his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that Luca game where he dropped 60, 21, and 10, that is a, a sentimental game for me because my wife, uh, she's not athletic by any means. I love her. She's amazing, but grew up more artsy than athletic. You can be both, but she wasn't. And uh, so this year she's been getting into basketball. Okay, she's been sweet. watching games with me. She's been listening to me ramble and, and all this stuff. And so... During that game, I was visiting my, my family out of, out of state, and we were laying in bed together, watching it on my iPad. And she's like, yeah, let's watch the game together. First time, amazing. So we're watching uh, Dallas play the Knicks, and Luca's just going off. And I'm getting into it. But more so, my wife is even more getting into it than I am. And so uh, that game is one that I remember as the first time my wife actually like uh, really engaged with the game. And it was... One of the most historic performances ever. So, Luca, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I, remember I, that. I do want to add though too. You weren't at it, but like for a college career the other night, we did the um, the white elephant exchange. Yeah, yeah. And um, Emily, yeah, picked up the bobblehead I had, the sports bobblehead. Uh huh. And. She, she literally was like holding it up to make sure it got traded. So <laughs> the whole like sad family isn't huge on sports. David literally had me draft his fantasy football team, which we went twelve and two, by the way. Um, but yeah, wh- what I'm saying is, Luca's such a good player that a family that doesn't follow sports will now follow sports. Yeah, so generational. Well, listen, I'm just saying because I'm a second source who knows the family. So fair enough, fair enough. I think people like what people forget to mention about that game too. Was that they were down like ten points with thirty seconds left. Right, it was Nine like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was like an improbable comeback, and like he had. He got fouled and he missed the free th- that second free throw intentionally and you know to tie it up and make the shot. That that was, that was crazy. The f- as yeah. you're falling Shit. away with the rebound and the shot, amazing. 
You know, it definitely was. It definitely was. And, like, honestly, like, at this point, I've run out of adjectives to, adjectives to describe Luka. I mean, it is what he is. He's a great player. I mean, enough said. Unless you guys have anything else. He's almost as, he's honestly almost as good as freaking Cork Maz. Almost. Uh, no, that's a joke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're pretty comparable as far as talent goes. I do, I do want to add, though. My brother and I had a conversation, and it, is, it was like Larry Legend, Larry Bird, obviously career-wise, has the hardware, is obviously better than Luka right now. And honestly, you can make the case that he's probably could be better than LeBron as well. I'm not going to just flat out say that, but like if you look at prime for prime, Larry Bird was the best player before Jordan got there. No, there's an argument to be made. But that, that's not Braun, my... Braun dropping 47 on his birthday. That, that, was, that, was, you know what, that was nice. 47, what, 10 and 9? I do want to go back to that, but I, I just man. wanted to ask you guys. So my, my, my question to my brothers were, can Luka Doncic get to the same point where Larry Bird was? Because I think if you look at the fifth season of Larry Bird's career, which he played college, which uh, he was older coming in, he won his first MVP in his fifth year. If Luka Doncic wins MVP this year, do you guys think that he can have a similar career or be like a top ten player like where Larry Bird is? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to project. I know I was saying his praise like ten minutes ago. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. That's not, that's not the issue in question. The thing is, where is he going to rank all the time? And like that's that's the interesting thing because you, you'll have LeBron, you'll have KD, you probably have Steph too in there. So I, I don't know. Like They have the hardware. Luka... I think he'll get at least two MVPs. I'll, I'll, I'll say he'll win at least one championship. But but the key is you have to give him another All Star. Like I like the pieces they have now, like Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Christian. Those are solid pieces. Don't get me wrong, but they're not great players. And like I just think Porzingis too. That that was their their attempt to have a second star, quote unquote. But like you know he got injured. And he clearly wasn't the same player. So I don't know. Like just give him an All Star. Like. I think he's Donovan, doing well in Washington right now, though, Porzingis. He's, he he's is, he is. He's finally healthy. But, I, but nice. I think, like, nice. yeah, I like Porzingis. give him, like, a Donovan Mitchell kind of player, or even an Evan Mobley. I know he's still with the Cavs, but someone like that, even Anthony Davis, if he didn't want to be a Laker, someone like that, I think that could push him over the edge. Because, mm-hmm. like, they, they made the conference finals last year. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the, he the beat Ro- the Suns. Him and Brunson beat the Suns by the Brunson right? yeah. yeah. That, 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 that was... That's, that's part that's of the thing. Is that yeah. If, Here's the danger: if the Mavs don't make a move in the next year or two, Lucas is is uh, is very likely going to walk and, and join a team that probably will put him in better contention. See, like if you're doubt, you cannot let him walk. You have to do everything in your power to keep him. Because like guys like that, like you can say, "Oh, we're in a tank for X, Y, and Z," but you know, Lucas a known commodity now. Guys like that, you have to keep. And he's only like 23 years old. Yeah, he's sub 25. They they have to be in a win now mindset. They what well, they have a couple picks that they that they don't have access to because of that Porzingis trade. Okay. And so you're kind of limited with your resources, but if you're if you're the GM there, you gotta you gotta think of something to make like like you said, you just need one more piece. Yeah. You lost Brunson, so Luca's usage is, is through the roof right now. You just need that one, maybe two more, just minor upgrades to, to keep you. That way, you know, Luca dropped to sixty. And he's like, I'm tired as hell. I need me a, a beer. beer. Yeah. He needs he needs someone to take some of that usage off of him. Another ball handler or or someone that could be an offensive threat that Luca can take a couple minutes and sit down. I think part of the thing is too, like, you need someone that can consistently create their own shots because if I, every time I watch a Mavericks game. Luca always has the ball in his hands, like every oh, time. Yeah. Like it's pretty much the entire game. It's kind of ridiculous. You know what's even crazier though, is he's shooting over fifty percent from the field, taking twenty three shots a game. 
yeah, which yes. is unheard of. And his and his EFG is at fifty seven percent. Comparable to that to that when Harden won MVP, like his usage was through the roof, and he was doing everything for that team. Side note: So you mentioned James Harden. So when he was in Houston, like twenty sixteen, about twenty eighteen, when he was absolutely like at his peak, people were talking about on Twitter too. It's another topic of debate about how people NBA fans didn't appreciate what he was doing at the time. You agree with that statement or do you disagree? I you know to just I was um so I went to and it was December of twenty nineteen. I think it was December eleventh or December fourteenth around that time. I went to see the Rockets versus the Cavs when they had Russell Westbrook and James Harden. It was a day where he had three straight fifty point games. Yeah there was a point yeah he um, dropped he dropped fifty five points and this is coming from somebody who watched Kobe in person when he was tw- when I was twelve years old. I saw Kobe drop forty two, Kyrie Irving second year in the league. The that was the second best game I ever saw was Kobe's. The best game I ever saw in person, and I, I agree, people don't really appreciate what Harden did that year. He averaged what thirty five, thirty six a game. I mean, that was like that's, the first season. That's unheard that was pretty of. Much, yeah. And just watching him score fifty five in a close game where the Cavs had a chance to win that game. Kevin Porter Jr. for the Cavs had a lights-out game that day, which was his rookie season. James, that was the best performance I've ever seen in person, that James Harden game. 55 points. I, I definitely agree. That MVP season was, was something else. I mean, I'm pulling up the numbers right now. Give me a sec. So, like, in his prime, okay, so 2017-2018, he, he averaged 30 points, 8 assists, and 5 rebounds. 2018-2019, he averaged 36.1 points a game. That's the year I saw him. And then the year after, the COVID year, the season was short, and he still averaged 34 points a game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, listen, like you were, we're talking all-time greatest scores. I think Harden, well, I don't think he's top five. Like, I think he's top ten. Like, when he's right. Strictly scores or of all time? Like, scores. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, would, I, would, I, would, I would say he's top ten. I would honestly I can make mm-hmm. the argument, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, so Harden's one of the best. One on one players has ever played the game of basketball, especially in the NBA. And the thing is, too, like I don't know, he didn't really do it, but if he could have averaged a triple double, if he really wanted to, because mm-hmm. there, I think it was twenty, it might have been the year before, he was close to averaging a triple double for the season, and that was before like Westbrook really took off, like with the Thunder, as far as averaging triple doubles too. So. I do want to go back to that though. Look at Luka now, though. You read his numbers off thirty six eight and five. Luka's averaging thirty four nine and nine right now. In the past three seasons, other than his rookie year, he was averaging twenty nine 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 around roughly. Uh, so hey my, man, get get that boy some help. He's gonna get. It's not sustainable. He's gonna get tired. It's gonna slow down. No, they need sure. another ball handler. And here's another hot take. Before LeBron left, that team he had in 0-9-10, his supporting cast I think is better than the Dallas Mavericks supporting cast right now. Uh, I'm trying to think. Because so, you had Mel Williams averaging 18 points a game for you. Yeah. Anderson Varejean was a walking double-double. You had Zadrunas Elgoska still. I'm pretty sure they got Antoine James. Well, so no, they, they traded... Uh, Mel Williams for... No, they traded... No, they had Mo, They traded Zolgowskis for Antoine James. Which was, Who yes. was giving you 18 mm-hmm. points a game, too. And then you had Shaq, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the oh, same he was player, out of time. He, he gave you, like, 12 points, like, maybe 10 rebounds. Well, Shaq no, they was there to sell tickets. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, probably, that's probably true, too. But, like, I mean, they had talent... I would say, I think that it's kind of overblown. Like, LeBron had no help in Cleveland. I think it's a little exaggerated, but, like, the the, the finals run he made in 07, that was, he had no help offensively. Defensively, the guys he was with, they were really good, but they just couldn't create shots. And it was him, he was pretty much tasked with the, the offense, LeBron. I will, I will say, though, even then, though, I think Z, 
Junius Ogoskis had a really solid year there that year. And Larry Hughes averaged like 17 a game that, that year. So I think even then, if you compare the supporting cast with the Mavericks compared to that there... Like, if you're telling me who would you rather have, you know, Larry Hughes and Sejunas Ogoskis in your front court compared to, like, Dwight Powell and Christian Wood, I think I might go with the Cavs. I think they're, I think they're kind of comparable. It's just one of those things I would have to, like... You really have to dive You have to have, like, like, a roster, like, on a whiteboard yeah. and compare, like, careers. I, I think you have to do that. The Mavs, when it comes to it, the Mavs have shooters around Luka. The thing is, when they're on and they're hitting their shots, the Mavs are... Like, it's hard to beat them. Oh, yeah, we saw last in the playoffs. Yeah. But when they're off and they're not hitting their shots, it, they're hard to watch. They're hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But they just they need somebody. Like, Brunson was great for them last year. Yeah. Like, with he, another ball handler, Luka can take a couple minutes to rest, and Brunson can, can run that, that second unit, or even in the first unit, he can take some of that usage off of him. They need someone like that. He's letting Brunson walk in free agency. Like, you needed to pay the guy. Yeah, you I needed think that was a mistake. Him. Looking back, that was probably a mistake. And, uh, and, you know, their two-guard right now, Reggie Bullock, which I think he's a great shooter, but there's some games where he'll just go out there and go one of ten from the field. My wife uh, my like, wife calls him breadsticks because of the, the, the dreads. Yeah, breadsticks. <laughs> as as oh, we were watching shoot. the game, she'll just come up with nicknames for all the players. So he's breadsticks. The Al's got him breadsticks on his head. But yeah, but it's the same thing with uh, Tim Hardaway. Like mm-hmm. yeah. they have a bunch of shooters, and when, when they get streaky, they get hot, and then they get oh, cold. Yeah. They get hot, they yeah. get cold. You so. know, Tim Hardaway. That's funny because like in 2017-18, I saw the Knicks beat the Cavs, and Tim Hardaway had the best game of his career, scoring 37 points. Okay, 37. Yeah, and uh, it was when they had um, it was on the Cavs' first year without Kyrie. Oh, uh, okay. So that was LeBron's last year. Yeah, okay. yeah. So okay. I just Tim Hardaway is one of those players that he's rather gonna give you. 20 to 30 points, or he's going to give you 5 to 10 points? Well, I mean, like you said, that's pretty much the whole team. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, too. Uh, you know, Christmas Day, like 26, him and Hardaway against the Lakers. I remember that. But, like, once again, Spencer Dinwiddie was really good in Brooklyn. But, like, it just seems like with the, the Mavs, it's like, oh, he'll go 8 of or he'll go eight of 13 with, like, 25 points, and then he'll go 1 of 15. Like, it's just, like like you were saying, just one of those things. I like just, Dinwiddie. No, no, he's. I think Whenever he's a good Kyrie was down in Brooklyn, I mean, he was yeah. averaging over twenty points a game. Yeah, I've and seen. he obviously went down before the year ended when Kyrie no, came yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So you guys said, uh, you know, Luca, he's definitely in an MVP contention uh, right now. Who is your MVP? And then give me your your top three. Well, I mean, I think I would, I would probably vote Luca MVP right now, but. As far as top three, I mean, you have to throw Jokic in there. He's having another, like, historic season as far as advanced stats goes. And then, you know, Giannis, I mean, my gosh, dude. I think Giannis, I would probably say Giannis. for him over Luka. I, I think Luka has better up. I was looking at numbers. Luka's having a better up one yeah. year. But Giannis I, I mean, it's all it's all possible. I would even argue Embiid, too. Joel yeah. Embiid's having another great year. I think he's having a better year this year. He was last year. And I thought last year, if Jokic didn't go off, I thought, MB was a clear cut MVP, but I would say Luca, not in any particular order. I don't want to do that, but Luca, I'll go Jokic, MB, and I think Giannis is all four in my candidates. Mm-hmm. No Tatum. Oh man, no Tatum. Uh, Tatum. Yeah, I, I have to have Tatum in there too. He's in the mix. I can't deny him. All five of those players in the mix, but to Jokic's point, Denver Nuggets are first place in the West right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that is true. But for my list... But Boston's first place, too. Yeah, so... So there's that. But this man left Tatum off his list. 
I what? didn't mean to. I was just I, I forgot. You know, I forgot. you know what, Justin? You can get out. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I hate Jason Tatum. I think he's terrible. <laughs> Dude, just I'm gonna clip that. Just one little part. Go for it. Take out of context. <laughs> and cancel culture for for podcast. You'll yep. be done for. Oh gosh. No more sports podcasting. Uh, but back to my list. You said to narrow it down to three. And for me, just because he's averaging 34 points a game, obviously got to go with Joel Embiid's there. And then you got to go with Giannis because he's averaging 33 and 12. But my first place is still Luka Doncic. Never seen a game like 60, 21, and 10. Uh, Literally, they're on a five-game win streak right now. Mavericks are no longer in the play-in spot. They're actually in the playoffs. Listen, if if they can just make the playoffs outright and he continues to average 34-9-9, which I think he's able to, because he's having these games that are anomalies. And so, yeah, give me a look at Doncic as my MVP this year. It's, I, I think this speaks to just how good of an NBA season there it is this year, that so many people are doing so well, and the, the playoff races are so tight in both the East and the West. Now, this is, so far, this is one of the best NBA seasons in the last five years. Um, so it's it's hard to narrow down the MVP race to to even five or or three people because if everyone's healthy, you can also throw Curry and AD in in that MVP. I'd even argue Kevin Durant too. Yeah, mm-hmm. KD is okay, having shoot. a great season. Like the way that the Nets were able to turn around their really really rocky oh, start was, or being like you're being nice. Rocky. Yeah, to to what to I mean they're they're probably the hottest team in basketball right oh, now. Oh, they're on fire. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to narrow down. Uh, the MVP contention to even five people. So it's been a great season. But Luca, listen, is is my favorite player, period, in the game. But uh, I don't know if I would pick him as my MVP strictly because of uh, where they rank in the playoff contention. I think if they can get in the top four, I want him to win it. I don't think he'll win it right now, but I want him to win. Uh, Jokic is having a great season. I don't know if there'll be some... Uh, like voter fatigue there if they want to give to I mean to win three back to back to back and I don't think they'll yeah, without, I think they this year. without any rings mm-hmm. without yeah, like that's... like he's having a great season I think I mean Giannis is having a great season I think right now if it was like they were just going to vote I think it would be Tatum would win it and then I think it'd be Giannis and then Emid hot take Emid is a fantastic player I don't think he'll ever win a championship in Philly. No, I, I just, mean. I just don't think Philly. I think Philly is one of those teams, similar to my Mets, unfortunately, that they're always in the race and they never get it done. No, I don't. Think, I don't mean. I understand what you're saying. I don't really think it's much of a hot take. I mean, listen, Harden. That's another thing. We're talking about Harden might go back to Houston after this year. I, I don't know how true that is, but like, if that were to happen, that would definitely. Um, be a blow to their t- title chances, and then like you mentioned, they do have some nice rotational players. I mean, Tobias Harris is solid. They're, they're but, deep. They're deep. But like, I I just don't like they're to me like you said they're like they're always in they're always in a top three, top four team in the East, but they just never. It seems like they're like a second round team at best every year, and it just feels like they run into like a Milwaukee or Boston, and it's just like they can't really they can compete with them, but they just they're just missing something, and I think they, the Boston and Milwaukee they always seem to have like just more talent and they just, they just play better. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like there are some cities and organizations that just have winning cultures. That they yeah. just have that it factor that even if they don't have all the talent, they're yeah. always in the contention. And I feel like there are some cities and some teams that even if they have the talent, they just don't have that it factor. 
I think Philly is one of those teams that they have a ton of talent, and like they have the talent to win it, but I don't think they will. You know what? And I, I will go. Their coach is Doc Rivers, great coach by the way. 2008 Celtics, NBA champs, but it's awfully similar to when he was coaching the Clippers as well. That the Lob City Clippers teams, fantastic team, can, fantastic team. Never did CP3, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Blake Griffin, and then you had what, the best six man coming off the bench. You had Karan Butler. You had a team just absolutely loaded to the gills, and they couldn't win anything. Wow. So I think it's similar. To is it Doc? Philadelphia. Are we saying it's Doc? I'm well, not saying I mean, it. You disrespecting <laughs> Doc like that? Well, listen, I think the Sixers, I think their best chance to win was last year and the year before. Yeah. I mean, we know the, the year, I mean, they should have not, they should not have lost the Hawks. I'm sorry. The Ben's, Kawhi shot year, yeah. too. If Kawhi but doesn't get that, that shot. That is true. To but, win like, the but like, they went out to win the championship. What really killed yeah. them. They could have beat the Warriors that year with all the injuries. Yeah. I think what really killed them was the whole Ben Simmons thing against the Hawks because he just. We we know the whole story, but like it, yeah. that that really killed him. And then you know James Harden, you know he's been good, but like I don't know, it, it's just it's one of those things. It's just a lot of like oh and B, you have to go off, and if you if you want to win, so it's it it's I don't know. I think those those are their two best years, yeah. and I think. I don't think they're beating Milwaukee. I don't think they're beating uh, the Boston Celtics. I don't, even th- I don't even think they get past the Nets. The Nets either. I, shoot, or I think Cleveland. They, I, I was going to say Cleveland. I think they'd struggle against all those teams. And not to say they, they couldn't beat them. They could, but it's just, I don't know. I think their their title window, I think, is starting to close. I think they'll be a playoff team as long as them beats healthy you know, in this prime. But, like, I, I don't know. It's I think hard. In, uh, you're yeah, good. No, yeah, you're good. It's hard to... Uh, uh, to to think a team is going to win the playoffs when if their star player goes down they have no chance. Yeah, that's so, how it is. I but, mean, but like there are some of these teams, especially in the East, that are that are deep. You know, Boston's deep. We yeah. know that. You know, Tatum goes down for a couple months. Jalen Brown's going to hold it down. Oh, of course. Even yeah. Cleveland, like oh, Cleveland's really deep. Like, you know, Cleveland's my dark horse to come out of the East. If, yeah. if Mitchell goes down, you still have Garland, you got Mobley, yep, you got yeah. Allen. They'll hold it down. They're going to suffer a little bit. But My boy Jenny Osmond, too. Jenny! Jenny! Yeah. Yeah. Just wait until Ricky Rubio comes back. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they have Ricky. Yeah, they they do. They come back. Hurt. Yeah, he hasn't played. He was like, he, was, he played really well last year until he got hurt. He did, yeah. yeah. And then but that's because sh- Sexton was out, too. So yeah, he had all that playing time. But I mean, he still played well, though. Yeah, good play. Good But you mentioned Dark Horse. So as far as that's concerned... The NBA this year, I think it's kind of wide open, especially in the West, because yeah. you know everyone. Oh, the Warriors—they're—they're they're gonna. The dynasty has been extended because Jordan Poole and has you know break it broken out as a star. Yeah, I, I was like pumped the breaks a bit. Wiseman's in the G League. Yeah, I mean, uh, in all fairness, Wiseman has been playing better though. But he like, has since he's come back. Yeah. But I mean, Lamelo Ball or James Wiseman? Like, come yeah, on. that's right. Uh, but you know, my point is the Warriors. I think they're not dead yet, but like. It's it's clear that if Steph Curry is not there, it, listen. If Steph Curry is out for any extended period of time, which he the, is right now, well, he is. But like, if he's not healthy for the playoffs, they're not winning the championship. There's no shot. I, I do want to add too. I was watching the Warriors last night. They won the game against Portland. Yeah, Portland. But their yeah. defense too is just not good. They're just no. And, and the thing that's really killed them was last year. Like, okay, so Moses or Jonathan Kaminga, you know, he he showed he showed flashes. You know, obviously Jordan Poole like took a big step last oh, year. I can I add something real quick? Okay. Losing Gary Payton and Damian Lee, yeah, those secondary scores uh, kills you. Otto Porter. Otto Porter. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's depth. That is depth. But like Wiggins too. 
you know, found found his niche in Golden State last year. And he's out. He's been out for a couple weeks. He has too. And then, like, you know, when you when you take all those things in a factor, Jordan Poole up until recently was kind of struggling. Uh, you know, Wiseman was in the G League at one point. You know, Draymond Green's obviously not the same player. Klay Thompson's not the same player too. And, you know, Steph Curry was you know was doing Steph Curry things. Like it's just they they've just they've just regressed in some areas. And I would I be surprised if they won a championship this year? No, but I, would. I think if they won this year, I'd be. I'd I see. I, I would. I, I would not. I, I want to add to that though. The West is not as good as it usually. That's is. That's what I'm saying. I would because if, if Curry not be and Wiggins are healthy, I think they can make the finals. That's I just don't saying. know if they can beat the team out of the East this year. I, I, I just can't I can't take Memphis seriously. I'm sorry. Oh, they Memphis, do a, they, dude, they're they do, real. No, they're a good team. But like they do a lot of talking and their play doesn't back it up. I'm but sorry. They're young. They're young. I, they are young. But like I'm sorry. You you had a chance to really put your foot in Golden State's you, you know what on Christmas and they got killed. Without Curry. Without Curry. If, yeah. uh, like I if, know it's the regular season, but like seriously if Ja doesn't get injured last year, they beat Golden State in that series. I believe that too. I do, but like I, I don't know. I think Memphis is real. Hopefully, we'll we'll talk about this later. I want to get the trade some trade talk later, and so this is a sneak peek to that. But I I uh, am leaning more to the side that Golden State should blow it up. Oh man! I see. I think I'd wait one more year. Yeah, I'd give another year. I, I do want to go with with Memphis though, real quick. Like depth wise, I, I feel like they're good. With, with team. how the Suns, I think their window is closed. I don't think the Nuggets ha- have as much depth as Memphis. No. I think Memphis is still might be the favorite to come out of the West. No, that's fair. I, I just think, you know, Denver, you mentioned Michael Porter Jr., you know, still come, you, you know. Him he and, looked good. He's been looking good. Yeah, him and uh, Jamal Murray, they're like come off injury. So it's kind of like, I, I don't think they're going to win it this year. I do think they could make a run. But, yeah, I mean, no. They're hot right now. They're no, they are. Uh, but listen, no, Memphis, like, I, I, I just – I think they can do it with finals, but, like, I, I don't know. I just – they just do a lot of talking. I just see guys, like – and, listen, you want to be confident. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's, there's a fine line between being confident and just being way too confident. And I think Memphis, sometimes, some of their players – kind of how Golden State was, though, well, in 13-14. No, no, it they is. They got beat by the Clippers in the first round. No, it is. I, I don't know. We'll see, man. Like, there's this – yeah, there's this uh, really, really interesting shift happening in the NBA right now where – uh, a lot of these established older teams are kind of not fall, maybe on the verge of falling off, and these younger teams are rising up. So you have your, you know, you have your Golden State Warriors that are a little bit injury ridden. They're trying to transition, um, but you have these teams like Memphis out west, Cleveland, Cleveland. They're a nice young team, or New Orleans. I we didn't even talk about the Pelicans. Like it's, I think. This year is a transitional year where these all these new teams uh, are legitimate contenders, and I wouldn't be surprised if one of these young teams won it this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis got to the finals, if New Orleans yeah. got to the finals, if Cleveland got to the finals, and if any of them won. No, I it's a game's point, too. I, I, I just want to go off what you said earlier about how this year's special. Think about this. From 2000, since LeBron went to the Heat, after he choked against Jason Terry, that's a whole nother story. Oh, right. um, but in two, from 2012 all the way up until KD leaves the Warriors, you kind of knew that it was going to be Warriors and Cavs every year. You kind of knew that the Heat and Spurs were going to be in it every year. This year, that's not the case. You don't know who's going to be in the finals. No, that's true. Yeah. That's what's, and, yeah. go, and going back to what I put about Memphis, I, I do think they can make a run. My my major concern, besides all of what I mentioned before, is John Morant's health. Now he's been pretty healthy this year so far, but look, we've seen the past few years 
he's missed extended periods of time. And, like, listen, I, I, he's a fun guy to watch, but I, I'm just Most saying. Most exciting player to watch in the NBA. No, he is. I mean, he's up, he's definitely up there. But, like, my thing is that that's just something to keep an eye on. Because once he goes out, like, I, not, that, not that they can not make a little, a little bit of a run, but, like, they're, they're not the same team. They're not. It's just one of those things. I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm just waiting. I'm not, I'm not waiting. That's like, that's like a cruel thing to, th- to say. I want John Morant to stay healthy because, like I said, him and Zion, Zion's healthy too but for the Pelicans. My gosh, but like he dropped some weight too. I think he's gonna that helps. stay healthy. Now. And he, he hasn't really had any is- issues with yeah. injuries this year so far. So knock on wood. But like, like they're fun to watch, man. But like, it's just one of those things. I just, I really hope those guys do not get hurt before the playoffs because that really suck. Who's your, uh, uh, you know, so Wednesday night, Friday night, there's 10, 11 games on. Who is the one player that if they're playing, you're tuning in and you're watching them play? Oh, that's a tough question. So, I mean. Like I've got League Pass set league up pass. on the TV. I, the Hornets are a fun League Pass to watch. The yeah. Charlotte Hornets, they are. But uh, I would probably well, they're say. Announ- you get to listen to their announcer, too. Oh. That's the best. Hum diddly doo! Harry Rozier, how do you do? Uh, I've watched too many Hornets videos. Uh, but what I was saying, as far as someone to watch, that's kind of tough. I mean, when, when Steph Curry is like hot from three, I mean, that's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lob City back in the day, that was really fun to watch. I know I'm going way back, but like. Ain't no Lob City today. Ain't no Lob City. No, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's not Lob City anymore. But I mean, man, it's tough. Luca's pretty fun. I, I have to go with John Rand, honestly. Jaw. Jaw. Yeah. Here, here are my top three people. If they're playing, I'm watching. In no particular order. <clears throat> if Lamelo Ball's playing, I'm okay. watching. Yeah. He's passing. He's just fun to watch. If Luka Doncic is playing, I'm watching because you never know when he's going to go off. And if SGA is playing, I'm Shea watching. Shea Gilgis. Okay. If he's playing, I'm watching him. He, oh, you and he, they need him to. We talked about okay. pieces with Luca. Yeah, I oh, mean they, OKC can have pieces, but they're just so young. They got the draft. Capital. Oh my gosh! Watch out for OKC in the next five years. No, listen. We had someone on our podcast. Next three years. Washington was saying next that. two yeah. years. Watch no. out for well, OKC gonna be back. next year. Well, Shet's gonna be back next year too. They, they got like five, six, six seven draft picks more, next. Year. But, yeah. No, no, they're they're gonna have a lot of first round picks. It's ridiculous. But like, if they, if they play their cards right, they can they can be good again. But we'll see. That that's how they're gonna have to like succeed the Thunder. Like unless if they can get stars to commit long term, which is very unlikely because it's you know it's Oklahoma City. No disrespect, but like yeah. they're gonna have to build for the draft. That well, t- teams like them and the Kings because it's it's not really those aren't really destinations markets, that yeah. player the star players want to really go to. So Small market teams. Uh, well, OKC. I mean, I think next year they have like five first round yeah. picks. They have the draft capital to get any superstar they want. They they do. That is they got all those picks from the Clippers too. They make one move to get that guy, they can be contenders next year. Oh no, mm-hmm. for sure. But the only thing is, like, does, does that guy want to come to Oklahoma City? That's well, if it's a trade, he may not have a choice. Well, Unless you know, no trade clauses. If, if you're gonna do that, you at least have have multiple years off on the contract. You don't want yeah, to do yeah. a one done thing. I'd be pretty stupid. But Unless you're Toronto, you get a ring out of it. Well, if you get a ring out of it. And you know beforehand, you know, it's hard to predict, though, but if you do, you do that. I will say this, if that Warriors team was healthy, I think they'd win that. The Warriors. What, what if, year? I, if they, oh, if yeah, they I, were healthy, they beat the Raptors. Listen, when Kevin Durant came back, they were they had Toronto on the ropes, and they got hurt, and then that was, and then uh, Clay got hurt. That was a wrap. 
History. Oh. It's alright. It's all history. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, Toronto Raptors are the champions. No, I, I do no. want to do my. I do want to say my favorite team is okay. Washington League. Yeah, so. please. Who are your favorite players? So team, obviously yeah. there's Luca there, but I feel like you know, he just does it consistently and like. But I, I'd say Giannis still. Yeah. Giannis yeah. is one of those guys. He just takes over the game whenever he wants. Still got. I still have to give respect to LeBron James too. He just had 47 the other night yeah. on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to tell you my all-time favorite team to watch in NBA League Pass. This one might guys catch you off guard. Um, so I first got into basketball in 2012. And about two and a half, three years down the line, I went from just a casual basketball fan to, oh, no, I'd say 13, 14, I became like, I love NBA everything. But 14, 15, there was one team, they had 60 wins. The Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, I, I that team had you had Jeff Teague, Kyle Korver, Damari mm-hmm. Carroll, uh, Al Horford, and Paul Mills. I think they had, they had four or five guys from the All-Star team that year. They, uh, I th- yeah, their I whole starting lineup other than Damari Carroll made the Yeah, yeah freaking Kyle Korver made it for gosh sakes. I mean, that's how great, that's how good they were. They won 60 games, and I went to a game where they destroyed the Cavs. Shelvin Mack off the bench with oh, eight heard, of nine. Haven't heard from that the name field. in a long time. Shelvin and like Mack. that team was deep. Uh, it. Just so happens they ran into LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. They were playing well at the time. That's what killed them. But I just remember being, you know, 14, 15 years old, tuning and tuning into a Hawks game, listening to, you know, Dominique Wilkins on color commentary. Uh, I mean, he knows so much about the game. Their commentators are good. Um, and at the time, too, the the Hawks had a really nice court, in my opinion. It was when they still had the you know the, the red, white, was and blue. Was the pack, uh, the, the pack man or no? Uh, no, yeah, was it was just like a, okay. I just like their court for some reason. But it was just like visually appealing. The team was good, won sixty games. Um, they were exciting to watch because all five guys yeah. were legit players. Like like you said, four all stars. So all time team, I'd go with that fourteen fifteen Hawks team. I know that's like You're still watching today. If the, if the Hawks are playing, you tuning in? No. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 they're not anymore. Trey Young's exciting to watch. They are. There but. are certain teams that if they're playing, I just don't want to watch them. Yeah, they're I mean the, the Hawks. No, they're 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 good. Like when they're right, but it's just they're they've just never really been interesting to watch me. Whenever they replaced so. Dwight Ho- Paul Millsap with Dwight Howard, I think that's where things went downhill. No, what really went south was once. Where that I was for Howard. That 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 sixty win team. I think they kind of put a little bit over their heads. No disrespect, like they mm-hmm. they were yeah. good, but like the year after they they regressed big time. And then you mentioned that was around the time they got uh, uh Dwight Howard. And then after that, that was, it was pretty much you know tank time. So and they got Trey Young out of it though. But you know I don't know. It's just one of those things. We're we're back. Uh, we took a uh, a quick little uh, break. I needed a pee. Yeah, he needed the pee, guys. Well, let the man. Out. We need to. We wanted to make sure he was here. Let for, the man take a leap. Let the man take a leap. We're here for our closing segment, and we may be taking a leak on some teams based on uh, which how they're Stop playing. It, Tony. Uh, Stop it, Tony. <laughs> but anyways, um, first things first. Before we uh, quote unquote take a leak on some teams that need to trade, um, let's let's talk about our championship favorites. We could start with Gabe since he's our he's our guest today. All right. This is who I think is coming out of the East. We all have, uh, you know, we all know the favorites, the Bucks, the Boston, some contenders like Brooklyn. Could throw Philly in there. Hear me, people. 2023, Cleveland Cavaliers are going to the finals coming out of the East. 
I like that pick. I like it. Donovan Mitchell, um, my boy Jetty. They got the pieces. Chetty Osman, MVP. He's coming for that ring. You got Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Darius Garland was good last year, too. I mean, and he was good when Sexton was there as well. I mean, but, you know, Darius Garland's really popping off. Uh, Who do you have in the West, though? In the West. Listen, I think these young teams are coming up. I think the young team's coming out. I think it's going to be Memphis or New Orleans. Right? You got Ja versus Zion. And I think Zion Williamson is going to bring the New Orleans Pelicans to the finals. I like that pick. I do. I do. Shoot. I think, I think it's, that's, that's not entirely out of uh, you know, plausibility, you know, especially if they get Brendan Ingram back healthy and playing well, too. So. Yeah. Do you want me to go next? Yeah. yeah. So, I'm just going to go to the East first. Cleveland. I definitely think that they have a chance. They're my favorite team they've been since they drafted Kyrie Irving. And with that being said, though, I'm going to be – I, I, I want to be biased and say them, which I think they can. But I think this year, I think just because they have Giannis, I still cannot count out the Bucks. I think that their window with, like, Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, they still have, like, two or three years. I think this year, I think Giannis wills that team back to the finals – you know, there's talk about Doncic, Jokic, Embiid. Giannis is going to remind people who he is. I think it's going to be the Bucks, and I think it's going to come down to the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets, and when Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are healthy, and then you have Nikola Jokic, who's a walking triple-double. Yep. Obviously, they're up there, but I think Memphis, as long as they're healthy, I think Memphis with Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, even Steven Adams is having a solid year. John Morant, obviously. Exciting player to watch. Um, can literally jump over people to dunk on people. I'm just going to say Memphis and Milwaukee. And I think Milwaukee takes it home this year. Fair enough. Oh, he have in the West? Memphis. Memphis. Oh, oh and I do want to add, too. Um, by me not mentioning Boston doesn't mean I don't think they have a chance. Oh, to. no, for sure. Because yeah, Jason Brown. Monster. J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Both under 25. And Robert Williams is back now. Yeah. I think they have a chance, too, but I just think Milwaukee with Giannis. I, I think the Celtics, though, they're, they're, they should be set for the next two to two to three years, honestly. Shoot, I think they're set for the next five to seven. Yeah. yeah. The two guys. Both those guys are under 25. That's what I'm saying. But no, it's. Some good pieces, too. Derek oh, White and Elk and Brogdon, sure. too. They're deep, they're, deep, they're deep at guard, too, especially. But, uh,. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll say this. So, I'm either going to go with, I think, either Milwaukee or Boston's going to come out of the East this year. It's, like, I, like Tony said, no disrespect to anyone else, though. But I think those are two of the best teams, two of the clear-cut best teams in the East right now. And right now, I'm, I'll, I'll pick the Celtics to represent the East back-to-back appearances. I, I, I'm actually picking the win all this year, the Celtics. As far as the West goes, I, I, I've been struggling with this. I've been saying Memphis, but... Oh, let's see. I'm gonna still. I'm gonna rule Golden State still. I know it's crazy. Listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. So, like we've been saying, the West is wide open. I'm not a believer. And no, you don't have to be. This is this is just my opinion. But like my thing is, the West is still wide open. Memphis, I'm still like the verdict's still out on them. This is really the first year the Pelicans are really like seen as legit contenders since like Chris Paul's been there. Uh, you know the Suns. They're dealing with a lot of injuries and, you know, turmoil with their owner, all that BS. Uh, the Nuggets, I, I just don't think 
I think Jokic is really the only threat that to really worry about. I'm, I'm not really sold on um, Jamal Murray or Michael Porter. I mean, that's five teams right there. And the Clippers, the health, that's always the issue with the Clippers. That is a, a team that we, we I did forget to mention. I think the Clippers... They have a chance. If they, if they can stay healthy, and if Kawhi continues to get better, and Paul George stays healthy, that's another team you have to... Don't disrespect either, because they can make a run, too. I mean... They were in the conference finals a couple of years ago, so I, I just want to throw out out there too. I don't think they're gonna win it though, but I'm gonna say Golden State right now until until they get eliminated in the, in the playoffs or playing tournament. I'm riding with Golden State because I, I I do think they still have a 10 game win streak in them. I mean you're gonna get Curry back. They're not gonna play this bad all year long. I don't think it's just one of those things. Golf's a bit, bit of a rocky start, but I think they have been playing a little bit better of recent. And I think with Curry back, they'll get better and they're gonna move up. To those standings. So I'm gonna go with Golden State and Boston in a rematch, but I'm, I'm gonna take Boston this year because I think Boston's better. Vitra Zubas is underrated for the Clippers. I would get gone there next. Unless they play small ball. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> play. He plays 15 a night. All right. So I want to talk really quickly. We'll go super fast to this. The trade season is upon us. December 15th has passed. Looking forward to February. And I'm gonna list a couple teams that are kind of in that middle ground. They can either blow it up, tank, reset, or they can make that trade to get up, either solidify themselves as contender or get up into that position. And so I'm going to list them off, and you say, should they blow it up or should they trade to get into contention? Okay. I already know your, your opinion on this, but I'm going to start with the Warriors. Uh, you, so, have to, you have to stick it out for more So, so here, here's the thing. Okay. I agree with him before you go. You got so. contracts coming up. In both Draymond and Clay, you just paid Wiggins, you just paid Poole. Your young guys, they're looking okay, but they're not looking great. Kaminga's doing all right. Wiseman's playing a little bit better. Poole is like, when he's starting, he's good. When he's not starting, he's kind of rocky. Mm -hmm. Steph has this injury. Let's see how they play without Steph. I think that's the determining factor. But Draymond's punching people. Clay is coming off of major injuries. You're at a point now where you can sell your assets high, recoup some draft capital, maybe a couple stars, and reset, or you stay where you're at. Well, see, here's the thing about that. They're both on expiring contracts, so the value you're seeking isn't going to be what you're going to get in return, especially Draymond Green. I mean, he's fallen off dramatically. I mean, even going back to 2020, like, he's just not the same player. And Clay Thompson, he still offers you scoring. But defensively, he's not really, you know, the same player. I mean, he's he's coming of, off two major injuries. But, right? no, but, the, but he was one of the best two-way players, though. But when he was healthy. But what yeah. I'm saying is, when you're like in your mid 30s, yeah. it's like 33, 34 yeah. now. I don't know if he's that he's old. He's not going to be. It's going to be like, like 30, LeBron. Where he's, a, he's at least 30, 32 yeah. years old, and Draymond's like 30. You know, same kind of age range. You know, Draymond's already dropped off. He's not the same defensively, offensively. He's like not even like worth. He's not even like good at all. So. I don't know how much value you're going to get back for Draymond. Maybe a little bit of clay, maybe, just because of the scoring perspective. You can still shoot it. That's not an issue. But I don't know. I, I just think you have to ride it out one more year. I think I think you have to let – maybe you can sign clay. I don't know. I'd let Draymond walk because his, his best days are behind him. That's my opinion. So you would let Draymond walk. Uh, Do you think that they're going to – because, listen, clay is a, he's a, one of the best shooters of all time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's got some unfortunate injuries. But do you think they're going to pay him what he wants to stay for? You got an aging guy coming off of major injuries, even if he signs a two year, three year deal. You're going to give that cap to him and not be able 
to sign Kamingo or sign Wiseman or possibly get someone in free agency? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one. I think it's 50-50. I think you, know, you have to look at it from the perspective of Warrior for Life where you, you think about business trying to improve your team overall. And I think the Warriors, I think they want to improve their team. I think they'd love to have Klay Thompson. I don't think that's an issue, but... Well, you know, like I've been saying he's just not the same player. It's, he doesn't. The defense isn't like what it used to be. Offense is still there though. But I, I just, I don't know. They're, they're older. It's. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed him. But I think he's not going to. I don't think he's going to resign. I think if they go under five hundred while Curry is injured, management needs to look at their team and blow it up. No, they, I mean, they've been straddling the you know vets and young guys doing this double thing. If they're under five hundred with Curry out, I think they need to lean into that rebuild. I do want to. I do have one rebuttal to that though. Not too long ago, the Celtics, when they kept going back and forth with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown getting hurt, yeah, they went under five hundred mm-hmm. and they ended up making up that run. The thing is, they're both under twenty five, and they are for uh, they have contracts a little bit longer. Yeah, you have a point, but at the same time. Like like Justin said, there's expiring contracts are not as high value. I think you ride out this year. I think you wait until next year to make that decision. Just because with the West right now, that team still has a chance to make the finals if Curry's back. And even if you know Curry, if you get Curry and Wiggins back, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they could beat a team like the Nuggets or the Grizzlies. Because I mean. They still have Steph Curry in his prime right now. He's still, in my in my opinion, no, he can still play. He still is one of the best players in the league. I will say this though, I do agree with your one point about like committing to one or the other. I, I do think it's time to enough with uh, trying to win in the future and win now. I think they need to pick one. I think their best bet after this year is to win like win in the future. I think they should start the rebuilding process. But I, you know, it's just one of those things like. Like they're they're very weird. Like last year, after they won the championship, it was like, oh well, they're set up well for the future. And then you see their young guys; they're not really producing at the rate they were last year. So that that is a bit concerning. But at the same time, they're also still young, so there's still there's still time for them to develop into better players. But you know, we'll see. Like we'll see where they go after this year. It'll be so you you say finish the year and then maybe rebuild after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's get let's get through these these other ones really quick. Okay. Bulls. Did they blow it up or did they hold out? You want to go first? Yeah, I, I'd hold out because DeMar DeRozan's playing good basketball right now. I have Vucevic and Levine have seen better days. But I still think that the team has a good amount of depth. Um, they're not talked about at all. I think if DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine can catch heat in the playoff time, I think that they, they can make some noise. I obviously don't think that they're the same caliber as, like, a Nets. I, I think they're, like, where kind of where the Sixers are, sadly, maybe just slightly a slightly less version of the Sixers. I'd hold it out, though. I don't think that the, uh, your players are still in their prime with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. I think it would just be, you'd be jumping the gun too soon, I think. See, here's, I kind of lean towards more blow it up, and the reason I said it is because they're clearly not, like, they're not they're not one of the five best teams in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, what's which, which your ceiling with the Bulls? Because, I mean, at the same time, they just blew it up a couple years ago. So you, you'd be blowing it up again. So by that logic, I think you have to stay, like, with the team as it is now. But at the same time, I can make the argument that they should blow it up. Because, like, we saw what they were last year when everyone was there. They're a first-round team at best. Maybe a second-round team that catch the right opponent. But I, I just don't think their ceiling It's kind of like the Orlando Magic with Vucevic, low-end ceiling. They might be a seventh or eighth seed every year, but they're not going to go very far. Yep. So 
The Bulls, their glue is Lonzo Ball. As long as, long as Lonzo is out, they're not doing anything. They're not a championship no. team. They need to blow it up, recoup. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Washington, do you blow it up or do you try to trade for another piece? Um, you got Porzingis, you got Beal, but you're you're, you're kind of up and down. See, like you just signed Beal to a contract, but I would blow it up. They're not one of those teams. They're stuck in that. They're they're not good enough to be awful. But they're not good enough to be a top five team. They're like in that eight to nine, ten range. So in I'm three years, that deal contract is going to be one of the worst in the NBA. Yeah, it's not I, I think you half blow it up. I think you trade some pieces away to free up some cap room for the off season. Because you saw, I, I think you keep Kuzma. Well, you can all. He's on. A, I, he's on. A, he has a player option. He might not stay. That's the thing. Like yeah, I, think, I, I think. I think you talk to Kuzma. I think you you keep Porzingis and you keep Beal. But I think you talk to Kuzma. It, when I mean half blow it up. You could trade Kuzma and try to go into the free agency because the team still has, you know, a solid core of young players through Hachimura, Denny Advia, and uh, Bradley Beal and Chris Porzingis. That's that's a solid core right there, but that's not a core that's going to win anything. I think you talk to Kuzma, see what you can do. Because here's the thing: if it's right now, they're not going to win next year. No. So yeah, you trade some assets, but you don't blow it. You don't blow it sky high. You know. All right, you got the Knicks. You have Randall. You have Brunson. You got Quickly. You got. Who's R.J. Like, Barrett. R.J. Barrett. You got a couple nice young Mitch pieces. Robinson, Mitch Robinson. You got some young pieces. You don't have, like, you have too many young pieces that they're, not all of them are going to play in time. You got Obi yeah. Toppin. You got Grimes. Yeah. Do you trade some of those young pieces to try to get a star, or do you just... I, 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 don't, I don't know if you can get a star out of those players, though, but I will say, like, I think... They, they almost should. got Mitchell. They almost got Mitchell. Uh, we'll see about almost that. Almost it's not enough, though. Uh, see, the Knicks almost always get a lot of players, but they have always... Yeah, trying to get Kevin Durant. That's another story. But I think the Knicks tank for Zion too. Yeah, I think I do think the Knicks though. Uh, I think they should keep it as is and just see where the offseason lands on them. If, if, if they're, I think they'll be a playoff team this year. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. I, they're kind of tough to kind of gauge because you know after they made the playoffs a couple of years ago, oh they have a great future and then they kind of regressed last year badly. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. I think moving off a couple of their young pieces wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing. But I think free agency, uh, we'll see if they can strike gold this next year. Yeah. For me, you keep it as is just because we already mentioned their core. No. That's a solid core. And it, these players we're mentioning, uh, I don't think really any of them are 30 years old. No, Jalen not. Brunson, Joyce Randall's getting a 30 close, but like he was a one and done at Kentucky. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about Mitchell Robinson uh, didn't play in college. He went to Western. He was going to go to Western Kentucky, decommitted. Uh, was going to go to LSU and then decommitted from there. So just did one year. I mean, we're all talking, like, their whole team is pretty young. Still, keep it as is. I mean, if a team like Philadelphia or Chicago decides to blow it up, they could fill that void right there. Keep it as is, see how you do next year. And even see how you do this year. They could do, They probably will make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Maybe they could stri- uh, string something together. I think the Knicks, you take some of your young pieces, take a couple of picks, you try to get a star. Oh, I agree with that. All right, that's Utah. Yeah. Utah, they started off hot. They kind of cooled down. Blow it up. Blow it up. Blow that's, it up. I feel like that's an easy one. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I feel like they already did blow it up. I well, think they they kind of did, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of veterans on yeah. that team. So I think, I, I think a lot, a lot Linick, of their Beasley, veterans. Marketing. They you keep marketing. Yeah, this is he's the high. Young. This he's is the young. highest his value has ever been. Do you keep him or do you sell him? Oh, you have to sell because he's once he's another one of those guys. He has a long injury history. I think you have to. A lot of their veterans are playing well. I just think you have to embrace the youth movement because those guys they're not going to help you win a championship three years from now. They're all going to be gone most likely. So here's, I think you have to sell. Here's my thing with the, my boy Laurie though. I mean, he you got put on this Cavs team with Kevin Love, 
Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. Before he was with the Bulls, I mean, he was in the Jimmy Butler trade. Um, but here's the thing with Markinen, like, he needed to change the scenery, and Boys he got playing. it, and now he's playing. All-star Markinen. I, 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 I do understand that, though, but he's, he's a little bit older, and I just think... The, the the jazz I, I think they're trying to rebuild that's my guess he's not like, too old though he's like I mean, 25, he was, he's, he's a one and done for uh, Arizona Wait, he's only twenty five yeah, yeah he was drafted in two thousand seventeen so okay, he's well, like he's like Lonzo ball age well okay I, I'd maybe keep him though but like Mike a guy like Mike Conley like I think I get rid of those guys you move on from Conley you move on from Kelly Olynyk Clarkson Carson too is a very valuable scorer. He's a very good player, dude. Man's almost thirty, dude. That's yeah. what he was on the you, Lakers. You could get a lot out, and he was a. I saw him drop thirty-seven for the Cavs one night against the Brooklyn Nets. He was a Cav too. Yeah, he was. He was good for the Cavs. All right, so we're saying Utah blow it up. Yeah, blow Utah, blow it. all right. Let's go through these last ones really quick. Lakers blow it up. Come on, like they. They if, if any team in the NBA, they have one of the most bleak futures. Like I mean, no 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 first rounder until twenty twenty seven. Okay, I, I, you have to. Blow you need the blow. You, blow it it up. you okay. need to blow. It up. How far do you blow up? I do you get, get rid of James and Aiton? Or not Aiton? Davis. Uh, yeah. Davis. We'll see. Anthony Davis's value was no higher than it was this year, and then he got hurt. But I, I think someone would be dumb enough to still take Anthony Davis. I, I do believe that. And LeBron, I think, I think you keep LeBron. I think he'll stay because like his he whole, just signed him to an extension. Yeah, his whole Hollywood Hollywood activities besides basketball. I think that, but I think too, like once once Bronny makes the NBA, I think he'll leave the Lakers. He'll go to whoever team yet Bronny ends up on though. But like, yeah, I think outside of LeBron, you have to blow the team up. Here's the thing: you have to blow it up, but the issue you have is who's going to want the contract of Russell Westbrook. That is true. $44 a year, or $47 million. Is it expiring? Million? Or is I think it's expiring. It's expiring, but still, like, well, no, here's you want to try to get you something just, out of him. He's still a solid player. But no one's going to take the $44 million, though. That's mm-hmm. the issue. That's the just thing. Just need to be a six-man. Uh, Send him to Charlotte. Send him to yeah. Charlotte. Trade him to Charlotte for... Um, LaMelo Ball. Yeah. No, stop that. <laughs> All right, Lakers, you blow it up. Yeah. Get rid of them. Toronto. Ooh, that's a good one. They're, they're kind of weird. I would... I, I think it's one of those years. I think you have to keep the team as is. They're still kind of young. Yeah, Siakam. Uh, he was in the 2016 draft, 27th overall. I I I wrote it down. I have it on paper. Pascal Siakam was a steal in that draft, and I think with Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. I mean, those are two underdogs. One from Wichita State, one from New Mexico State. Not Power Five schools. You got to keep those two together, in my opinion. Uh, see, I, I, I might get rid of Van Vee because he's, he's a little bit older. Though. He's, he's like in his 30s. for a contract. But uh, that's, contract. that's the issue. But I think Toronto's weird. I think if they had a superstar, which they did a few years ago, if they had a superstar, I think they'd be right in the contention mix. I really do. But they're, they're just, they have a lot of really good players. They just don't have that great player. One, one of the last teams in half court offense. And I, I do want to say one thing about the Raptors, though, is with Fred Van Vliet, yeah, he's getting older. But. Case in point, in that same system with Nick Nurse, Kyle Lowry was productive for no, him up until he was 36. OG's going to need a contract also. So you're going to pay all those guys to yeah. stay as a 500 team? It's, it's going to be a tough. It's, 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 a, tough. it's a toss-up for me, but I, I think you ride it out, see how it is. Because you got your championship a couple of years ago. See what you could do with this core. See if you could. Well, you know, a big part of that core in Kawhi is gone. Yeah. <sighs> But they and you need a playmaker. But Toronto but, needs a playmaker. But I will say this. Teams thought that you know when Kawhi left that they were just going to go back to where they were, yeah. and they ended up not. No, so. I'm Toronto's one of those teams. No matter what, they're always, they're always there. No, they are. 
They used right. to not be like that. So t- you guys are saying Toronto, hold it out. I know I did well, yeah, for the most part. So. All right. Do you guys do you guys think they should bring a package like a couple picks and Van Vliet and try to get Yeah, I think I, they, have, they have the capital and pull for trying to do things okay. like that, but, yeah. You heard it, Toronto. Get a playmaker. Miami. I think you have to keep it as is. I mean, they, they did make the conference finals last year. So, I mean, they pretty much brought the same team back. I, You know, that, that's a team we really haven't talked about at all today. But, I mean, they're, they're a good team. I just think they, uh, well, they're another team. They're, like, missing, like, one more player. They have a lot of really good players. But I don't think they – Jimmy Butler's teetering on great. And I think Bam out of bio. His injury history is Yeah, it's, it's rough. Great. But, like, Jimmy Butler is, like, almost great, but he's just not quite there yet. And if he's your best player, you're trying to win a championship, I'm not sure if that's really the ideal. So I, th- I think, you know, out of free agency, I think they're going to have to be players and sign, like, a, a superstar. If they can do that, I think they can win a championship. But right now, I, I think you, you just have to hold as is. Yeah, I mean, Bam's still in his prime, too. He's not old, either. He's yeah. still young. And you still have Tyler here. I think where it's going to get into a problem is when you start dealing with contracts down the line. Well, Jimmy Butler's going to be the biggest, because he's, he's in his 30s now. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be the biggest issue. Whenever his contract's up, then... And then it. Kyle Lowry too. He's kind of falling off now. Yeah, so. I think uh, I think Miami. This Miami team is similar to Philly, where this team will not ever win a championship. Yeah, I probably agree with that. And so I will say I about s- Kyle Lowry too, just to add, people forget that like when he was with the Raptors, he was at an age where he should have been out of his prime, but he wasn't. He played well because he played for the Rockets for his first how many years? No, he people did. forget that he played for the Rockets. Yeah, All right, so you guys are saying hold out. I'm telling them blow it up. Last one, last one of the day, Minnesota. Do you do you get rid of Cat to recoup that all that equity you gave you gave up for Gobert? Do you do something with D'Angelo and try to upgrade? What do, what do you what are you doing if you're Minnesota? Man, I, that's that, that's another tough situation. I I I just Cat is also another guy with a bad injury history, but at the same time he's right. He's, he's ridiculous to watch, but I don't know, man. That, that's tough. Uh, the Gobert thing, it really hasn't worked out so far. And then, like you mentioned, they're dealing with injuries. Cat's missed a lot of time. Anthony Edwards, you know, he's been good, but I don't think he's really – he hasn't really taken a, a massive step forward. And D'Angelo Russell, he kind of is what he is at this point. I think he's kind of maxed out as far as potential. He's a good player, but he's nothing really anything more than that. So I think you should move D'Angelo Russell. You're not going to – I don't think you'll be able to move Gobert. But if you, if you want to go that route – and build around Anthony Edwards, I mean, and get rid of Cat. I, I don't know if I'd do that. Cat's kind of young still, and uh, it's tough. I, what do you think? See, my thing is, with him being hurt, he doesn't have as much value. But I just wanted to talk about Minnesota, just how unlucky they've been with, you know, as soon as, you know, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, he's hurt right now. Uh, I mean, they've had a ton of injuries. D'Angelo Russell's been up and down with those. Uh, same with Rudy Gobert. And plus, Rudy Gobert, this is not the same Rudy Gobert we saw in Utah right now. No, not he's, not, he's, not, he's not there yet. And my thing is, I, I don't think you blow it up, but I did want to talk about them that this is a team that you have, you know, Jaden McDaniels has been stepping it up lately, and you still have Anthony Edwards, and you have all these pieces, but they've just been riddled with injuries. And I say keep the team as is, but at the same time, like, there, there's some concern in Minnesota right now because – Right now, there's just something not clicking. They're 16 and 20. This team was expected to be a top five team in the West at least, especially knowing that they did better last year without Rudy Gobert. So, yeah. right now, that trade has not looked like it was working out a lot. But we just have to see how they do in the long run until Rudy Gobert adjusts. 
The problem with Rudy Gobert is, like, offensively, he's not really skilled. He's more of a just a defensive guy, you know, great around the rim and stuff, but he's he's not going to ch- change up your offense. So I guess we just got to see how, how things go with Minnesota. Here's the thing about Minnesota, just before we wrap up, though, real quick. So it's just one of those things. The reason I say, like, hold out is because, like, the West, we've been saying, is wide open. And if you have a team like the Warriors that's going to be in transition potentially next year, and then you don't know about anyone else, the Clippers, their whole situation – like there's a there's a path if 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 guys develop like they're supposed to, and they they maybe get a few more players, they can like make a run like in the next two. And not this years, year, yeah, in a couple years down the line. Because D'Angelo, here's my thing: D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Edwards, and Jaden McDaniels too. Great yeah. season so far. If oh. you keep those players together, that's a solid five right there. That, that's the thing about sports, man. Like your your window, it's more so in the NFL than any other sport. Your window can open real quick if you. do if you, if you uh, make the right moves. And if you make the wrong moves, your window can shut just like that too. So, And there's some teams that hold out. I'm going to bring up baseball that hold out for too long. Uh, one team, well, for hockey, the Chicago Blackhawks, waited too long. Now they are they have no draft picks, and they'll probably be in the rebuild for the next four or five years Time after Kev Patrick came in. Don't even bring that up. Uh, uh, do not bring that up ever again. I don't even think. Uh, right. uh, and then you also, <laughs> No, I agree. Yeah. I just don't want to talk about it yet. No, that's fine. <laughs> you got Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo signed of those contracts in Baltimore. They wanted that one more year, and then they ended up going into a rebuild, and they're still to this day, even though they're close to the playoffs, still struggling to get back to where they were. So, so if you're uh, if you're Minnesota, if the Warriors call you up and say, "Hey, we'll trade you Thompson, Kaminga, Wiseman, and two first rounders for Cap," do you do it? That's interesting. Two first rounders. That's a good trade. Actually. Yeah, I think I'd do that. Oh, that that's tough to say. I think. I think I'd pull a pull. I really would. Yeah, that's that's a good trade. The thing is, will the Warriors offer something like that? I don't know. You know, that'd be sorry. That'd be that'd be a crazy trade. Just, I don't want to take because because well, yeah. the Timberwolves have made trades before. Oh, yeah. They've made trades to get Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They made trades to you know move they exactly. They got new, new management now. Or new yeah. new owners now. So that's that's yeah. true. Just, just a side note. How ironic would that be if they like because Clay Trump Thompson like eight years ago the Kevin Love stuff. He was rumored to be in a package for Kevin Love because they were trying to get Kevin Love to the Warriors. So that'd, that'd be funny if they, a big man, another big man, Cat, the franchise cornerstone for Clay. I, I think that'd be funny if that happened. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that, that Timberwolves team, you know, it was really just Kevin Love averaged twenty six and thirteen. He, the the Warriors, if they would have pulled that trigger to get Kevin Love for Clay Thompson, they would have been considered the winners of that because there, there people would be like, oh, you know, you trade a shooter and Clay Thompson. We had a great 13-14, but he's the second option to Steph. You get him for an elite power forward in Kevin Love, that's 26-13. and 13. Mm-hmm. Different times then, man. No, it definitely is. Definitely is, though. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think that's pretty much, I mean, unless you have anything else to add, but it's, I think that's pretty much all for our episode today. It was quite the episode. You want me to do the plug now? Yeah, you can do the plug. You can find us anywhere on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you'd like to watch our podcasts. Thank you for joining us. If you want to re-listen... Uh, you can rewatch them on any of the plugs I've provided. Thank you, Gabe, again for joining us. We appreciate yes, you. Thank you, thank you for having me. This was fun. This was fun. Better yet, thank you for letting us use six thirty one. 
course. 631. 631. You can come on more on the show if you want to. Yeah, I mean, for definitely, sure. Definitely have to schedule have more appearances. Yeah. Maybe maybe like March Madness. You watch March Madness? I will, if you guys want to talk about it. Shoot, yeah, maybe we can do something there. Even right? when we get the studio back, when Marshall decides to come back from North Carolina, we could what you doing? What you doing? Yeah, what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> Yo, say so even the NBA playoffs, we can talk about that. Have yeah. an episode on that, though. We can do a whole episode about the Mets. Yeah, yeah. You can match with the World Series. Come on. Yeah, you, you can though. Oh, we could do it. I do want to do an MLB event with Kosky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to, we get, we, I want to do like an MLB preview with him. Yeah, and then we can have you on. Oh, we can do that too. I forgot about that. No, but that was our episode, guys. For Antonio Rosé, I'm Justin Stewart. We'll see you soon for another edition of the Rosé and Stewart podcast. Take care. Adios.